Hello, and welcome to Coffee with Jesus. I am your host, Todd Jubilee. In this episode, we're going to discuss something that I know is not a favorite or popular topic amongst Christians. In fact, when I hear pastors start their sermons on this particular topic, I know that I have trouble paying attention as well. So I'm going into this with the understanding that this is not going to be one of my most popular episodes. In fact, the downloads will probably take a severe dip with this particular episode. And that's okay. I would like to discuss tithing. Now, I will be open and honest up front that my take on tithing is not mainstream. It's not exactly orthodox. But I do believe that there is some good scriptural backing for it. So what I would like to do first is to discuss the history of tithing and how it came to be in our current form. And then I would like to get into the discussion of tithing itself. And I'm not going to discuss, you know, exact amounts or, you know, pre-tax or post-tax. I'm not going to get into those kind of details. But what I will do is read you some scriptures on the topic and discuss my take on those scriptures. And hopefully some of you will find this edifying and encouraging. So let's begin. First, the concept of tithing itself began with Abraham. After Abraham and Lot separated, Lot went to Sodom. And some time later, a whole bunch of kings decided to go to war against the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah. Well, these kings soundly defeated the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah and routed them and captured their plunder. Well, Lot was captured in this battle as well. So when word got back to Abraham, Abraham gathered all of his fighting men and went out and attacked these kings. And Abraham won and got Sodom's plunder back, including his nephew Lot and Lot's possessions. After this battle, Abraham gave thanks to God. So I would like to read a short passage from Genesis chapter 14, verses 18 through 20. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was priest of God Most High, and he blessed Abraham, saying, Blessed be Abraham by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, and praise be to God Most High, who delivered your enemies into your hand. Then Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. So as you can see, the concept of tithing did not come from the law of Moses or the old law, nor did it come from any New Testament or church founding father directives. The concept of tithing came from God Most High, from the God of Abraham. And it started with Abraham before he even had Isaac, before the Israelites were even a thing. God instituted the concept of tithing through Abraham. So how did we go from this concept of giving a tenth of all we have and all we receive to putting money in a plate every Sunday at church? Well, I believe it started in Deuteronomy, one of God's commands to his people after they had settled in the land that he had promised them. In Deuteronomy chapter 14, verses 22 through 25, we read, be sure to set aside a tenth of all that your fields produce each year. Eat the tithe of your grain, new wine, and olive oil, and the firstborn of your herds and flocks in the presence of the Lord your God at the place he will choose as a dwelling for his name. 
so that you may learn to revere the Lord your God always. But if that place is too distant and you have been blessed by the Lord your God and cannot carry your tithe because the place where the Lord will choose to put his name is so far away, then you may exchange your tithe for silver and take the silver with you and go to the place the Lord your God will choose. Now, skipping down a little bit, verses 28 and 29 give us the why. Verses 28 and 29 tell us, At the end of every three years, bring all the tithes of that year's produce and store it in your towns, so that the Levites, who have no allotment or inheritance of their own, and the foreigners, the fatherless, and the widows who live in your towns may come and eat and be satisfied, and so that the Lord your God may bless you in all the work of your hands. So in Deuteronomy 14, we have not just the what, that is, setting aside one-tenth of all that we earn and all that we make, all that we receive, but it also gives us the why. It is to take care of the Levites who received no allotment or inheritance. When the Israelites had moved into the promised land, there was no land for the Levites. The Levites subsisted based on what their brothers and sisters provided them. The other reason is to take care of the widows and the orphans who were unable to provide for themselves. So the towns collected one-tenth from everybody, and this one-tenth of their crops, of their herds, was used to help provide for the Levites as well as the widows and the orphans. Folks, this is very similar to what happened in the New Testament church. As Christianity spread throughout the region, missionaries like Paul and people sent by Paul would go to the various churches and collect their tithes and offerings and bring them to Jerusalem where they would be used to help feed the widows and the orphans. Paul gives instructions in his second letter to the Corinthians. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 4-8, through 8, Paul writes, For if any Macedonians come with me and find you unprepared, we, not to say anything about you, would be ashamed of having been so confident. So I thought it necessary to urge the brothers to visit you in advance and finish the arrangements for the generous gift you had promised. Then it will be ready as a generous gift, not as one grudgingly given. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all you need, you will abound in every good work. And again, in skipping down to verse 12, we see the why. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but it is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. So here we can see that just like in the Old Testament, where people gave their tithes to provide for the Levites and the poor, the widows, the orphans, so too in the New Testament, Paul collected the offerings from the churches that he had founded to help the poor and the widows and the orphans. And folks, I believe that is the primary purpose of our tithes to God. That is to help those who are in need, to help the poor, to help the widows and the orphans. 
to help people who are having a difficult time providing for themselves. I believe that is one of our greatest calls as Christians, is to help other people. And I believe that is the purpose of our tithes today. Now, here's where I differ a little bit, and here's where I think I go off the orthodox train, if you will. I don't believe that our tithes are necessarily about money. In fact, I think money is actually kind of a last resort. Because in both the Old Testament and the New Testament, the tithes were about providing for the poor, for the widows and the orphans. And exchanging the first fruits of their labor for money was more the exception than the rule. If they had to travel so far or they had so much of a tithe that they could not bring it, then they could exchange it for silver and bring that silver instead. Same thing in the New Testament. Paul was traveling to m many churches to collect these gifts. And it was not practical just to load up on all this food from all these different churches. So these churches collected money and gave Paul these monetary gifts, which he brought back to Jerusalem. So I think that's where we have seen the evolution of giving the first fruits of our labor to giving money. But again, I believe that money is the exception rather than the rule. And I believe that our tithes should be the first fruits of our labor. We should give of our time and our talents not just of our treasures. So how exactly would this work in modern times? I know that there are very few of us who are actually farmers or who produce our own crops or herds. But each of us have our own talents or gifts that are given to us by God. And I believe that we need to use these talents and gifts for God. You can serve. You can serve at your local church. You can serve at a ministry. You can serve your community. And again, this is where I'm going to kind of break with tradition for a little bit, because I believe that our tithes go to serve God and to serve God's people. And I do not think that all of our tithes necessarily need to go into the collection plate on Sunday morning. Now, before I go on, let me be clear, please. I'm not telling you all to stop giving offerings at your church. You know, in the Old Testament, they provided offerings to the place that God had designed for worship. In the New Testament, offerings were collected at their church. So I do believe that it is important to give our offerings at church. But I, again, I believe that it is more than just money. I believe our tithes come from who we are and what we are capable of. Remember, Paul tells us, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. This is something that is going to be between you and God. And this is why I have intentionally declined to discuss some of the niddling details about, well, should it be exactly 10%? Does that 10% come before taxes? Does it come after taxes? All these details that, I'm going to be blunt, they don't matter. I really believe they don't matter. I believe very firmly and very strongly that what you give is between you and God. And I believe that each individual should bring this to God and discuss it with God and to provide as he or she feels led by God. When it comes to tithing in general, I believe that it is a combination of multiple things. There is the offering that you place in the plate or basket at your local church. There is the time that you give and the talents and gifts that you use to further God's kingdom. And there is help that you provide to those in need. In fact, I believe that providing the offering to your church and helping the needy should be separate and distinct. In fact, Jesus gives us very specific details on this. In Matthew 6, verses 3 and 4, Jesus tells us, 
But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. I believe that giving to the needy and tithing go hand in hand. A lot of sermons have been preached on both these topics separately, but I believe they go together. I believe that the purpose of our tithing is to help the needy. Like both Paul and Moses say, to give to the widows and the orphans. To help out those who are in need, who are having trouble providing for themselves. Folks, the last two years have shown us plenty of that. We have seen a lot of people just losing their jobs. And they've been in need. And it's up to us as Christians to provide for those who are in need. Now, in the spirit of Matthew 6, I'm not going to sit here and brag about all the people I've helped or all the times I've helped the needy. I think that's not the, the purpose or the, or the point of this particular episode. I, I believe that the purpose and the point of this particular episode is for us to go through the topic of tithing together and to discover its true purpose. And I firmly believe the true purpose of our tithes is to help the poor, the needy, the widows, and the orphans. And I believe that it is up to us to provide that help. Just like Paul tells us in Second Corinthians, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Jesus tells us in Luke 12:48, from everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. We have a duty as Christians especially those Christians who have been blessed abundantly and blessed with abundance, to provide for those who have not been as blessed, who are struggling, who are in need. And ladies and gentlemen, that is the purpose of our tithes. I believe that is why God commands us to tithe. It's not to throw a bunch of money in a church offering plate. It's to help those who are in need. And that's why I believe it is important to tithe on multiple fronts. Yes, it is important to put some money in the offering plate at church on Sunday morning, but it is just as important to provide direct help to those who are in need. If someone is struggling to buy food, then bring them groceries. Single mothers with brand new children, buy them diapers, buy them formula if that's how they're being fed. Buy clothes for the children of the single mom or the widow. I believe it's up to us as Christians to provide that assistance to those who are in need. And I believe that is part of our tithe as well. We tithe not just with our money at church, but we tithe in providing for those who are in need. We tithe in providing service to our churches and to our ministries and to our communities. Folks, I'm going to share an example of a time when I was in need. Now, I have spoken about Hurricane Katrina before. And shortly after my family and I were in North Carolina, we had attended a church and there was a man there and he said, you know, what do you need? And at this point, it was really hard for me to even know what we needed because we needed everything. But in this particular instance where the tires on our car were starting to bald a little bit, this gentleman at church actually owned a tire shop and he said, Bring your car in, and I will give you four brand new tires for your car. And folks, this helped us out tremendously. We, we couldn't afford tires for our car. We couldn't barely afford food at the moment. But this man 
provided for us generously with what he had. He owned a tire shop. Therefore, he provided us with brand new tires for our car. God had blessed this man abundantly, and that man used his abundance to be a blessing to my family and I. Now, I understand that not all of us, in fact, very few of us, actually own our own stores in any fashion. But I know that there are many Christians whom God has blessed. And it is up to us as the body of Christ to take the blessings that we have received and use those to bless other people. I firmly believe that God blesses us so that we can be a blessing to others. Again, time, talents, and treasures. Our tithes come from all three. And our tithes are used to help those in need. So ladies and gentlemen, if you are in need, then please go to those in your church. Ask for the help from your congregation and from the people in your congregation, from people you know. And for those of you who have been blessed abundantly, please use these abundant blessings to be a blessing to other people. Use what God has given you to help those who are currently in need. Ladies and gentlemen, that, I believe, is the overall point I would like to make in this episode. Not how much we should give to our church or how much we should put into that offering plate every Sunday morning, but rather using the blessings God has bestowed on us to be a blessing to other people. So please, if you have been blessed abundantly, then use your time and your talents and your treasures to be a blessing to other people, to help those who are currently in need. Promise you, that God will reward you for doing so, and he will continue to bless you abundantly. Thank you for watching, thank you for listening, and God bless.